You're listening to Holistic Living with Hazel, where you are informed, educated, and empowered to live your best holistic life. Welcome to Holistic Living with Hazel and my co-host, Candice Patterson and Lonnie Valentine. And then we have a co-host that is on the phone. Uh, Geneva, can you hear us? Yes, I am here. Hi. Hi, Hi Dr. Gray. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> we miss you, but we are so glad that you are here with us on the phone, but we miss you. Oh, I miss y'all too. I'm so glad y'all have been able to figure out a way to make it work so I can be here. Yes, we are so <laughs> grateful that you are. Guys, I want to again thank you all for tuning in to Holistic Living with Hazel where we uh, make sure that we empower, equip for you to live your best holistic life. We are also able to be reached on Holistic Living with Hazel, at Holistic Living with Hazel on Instagram, as well as at Holistic Living with Hazel on Facebook. And the most important thing is I want you guys to make sure that you tune in, okay, to iHeartRadio, Real 1100 AM, Spotify, Apple Tunes, Oh, gosh. Producer, I'm on every platform, aren't I? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but please tune in. And then if you want to, you can come on back here and watch me on live. Again, make sure, guys, when you're watching me on live, understand you are behind the scenes. Okay? Right. So this is a radio show. So don't DM me and tell me take out my gum or stop twitching. <laughs> because you are behind the scenes. So if I need to scratch a little bit that's what i'm doing so i'm just making sure that i am able to because a lot of people i know are um you know aren't able to tune in um so i want to make sure that i am getting everybody um an opportunity to hear the show so that's why i do facebook live and i'm going to do instagram live all my co-hosts they're on their insta they're on their facebook and instagram live so we're all over the place y'all we are Okay. And please don't DM her and ask her why she has on that Dallas Cowboys <laughs> shirt. No, she didn't. It's gonna be a fight. No, she did not. Okay, if any of my Dallas Cowboy fans are listening right now, I need you to show up right now, right now, because I'm gonna tell you that's coming from a Panthers fan. Okay, keep pounding, keep pounding. Um, y'all keep pouting because y'all got your first loss. Sore, sore. Okay, okay, sore. okay. Oh, <laughs> how you finish, not how you start. Okay, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get. We're that. just having fun, y'all. This is sisterly yes. love. This sisterly is what we love. do. This is what we do. We got yeah. three sports chicks on the on the line. Look, yeah, all, we, the, all the Cowboy chicks. fans are coming in. They're coming in right Are they now. Coming for me? They coming right. for you. They coming for you. <laughs> Guys, we are here. I'm so excited. As you can see, I am so excited to have my girls here. Um, not only are they my my co-hosts, not only are they professional in their own right, not only are they business owners, not only are they boss chicks, they are my friends. Yes. And I'm so yes. thankful to have them here today. Um, you guys asked for the plight of the black woman part two. So y'all got it. Here yes. it is right, right now. 
And um, we had so many calls and DMs from all over to say, yes. you know, it was not enough time um, to really get into the plight of the black woman. As you all know, we had a three-part series um, that was very successful. But this one, you all want it back. So all my, my co-hosts were able to come back, and I'm so excited. And we're going to dig in. Um, all right. And kind of hit some of the things that we weren't able to really get into because we had to rush um, through some of the topics. But I do want to um, bring out what we kind of, the kind of the segue like we did last time where we talked about black women and we talked about the roles that we play as leading, you know, a lot of us are leading families. Uh, we're leading movements. Uh, we are part of political arenas. We are um, on walking HBCU campuses. It's, it's also predominantly black, predominantly white campuses. We are actually opening businesses and being catalysts of hiring others, yes. which is we know is the most important thing to make sure that the economy stays going. So we are all over the place, yes. but we oftentimes feel devalued. And we talked about that a little bit, um, you know, on our on our other show. But I kind of wanted to go back into that because a lot of the um, listeners wanted to go in a little deeper about how we felt devalued and why we felt that way. When And even amongst our own peers, um, I had a lot of people in my DM talked about where we we kind of went into how other people devalued, devalued, dev, oh, I can't even talk today, <laughs> devalued us. But we they even talked about how we do it to ourselves black mm -hmm. women yes. to black women mm -hmm. that's right so i kind of want to talk about that if somebody can lead into that how do you feel about that i mean i have my uh you know but i'm the i'm the host so i'm gonna chill out so you guys talk <laughs> <laughs> i'll um i'll lead off on this and i i hate to start off on a negative note but we are talking about how we're our going raw today was and sadly enough um i was talking to my daughter earlier this week and we were talking about bosses and I was telling her that one of the best the best boss that I ever had was a black man and um, he was um, trying to help me rise to the ranks he prayed for continuing education but not just me but it was like a level playing field mm -hmm. and um, I told her the worst boss I ever had was an African-American woman. Mm. Oh, I wow. really hate wow. saying that because mm. it was always felt, I always felt like I was a one up and it was always a constant reminder that I am the leader. I am the one in power. Mm. And instead of collaborating, because the reality is you get a title and you may be um, the boss, uh, the supervisor. Mm -hmm. However, you have talents and strengths that I need, and you don't know everything, and I have talents and strengths that you need, and actually, we both can make each other look good so that when the time rises, we can both rise up in the ranks. We should be helping each other, but it was almost like a fear, like, I can't let, I got to keep my foot on your neck a little bit so that you know your place yeah. and that you don't get right. ahead of me. And I felt like that was, um, it was just a stressful environment. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's really, really sad that um, in the workplace, when we do get in those positions, not everybody, but some, that that is the mentality that we have. 
And um, it actually, um, it doesn't promote sisterhood. And other people are watching how we treat each other. Oh, so God, they yes. think that they can treat us the same way. Y'all think it's intimidation? Yeah. It is. I, I do. And I, I'll, I'll chime in with Candace said. I totally agree. The best boss I've ever had was um, an African-American man. And there, I've had some bad ones. But the bo- the the most efficient and the ones that you feel believes in you what was a man. And I've had two African-American bosses since I've lived here in um, Georgia, women, that were very demeaning, were very, um, like Kenneth said, keep your foot, their foot on your neck, um, and makes you feel like you're almost less than. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and it, at times, some of it broke me down, broke mm-hmm. me down to the point of, like, I want to just quit. But, you know, we all know that, you know, do I stay? Do I go? But I don't know if that was her ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. But I saw the way she had a control over a certain group of women that followed her and just believed in everything she said. Well, I'm not that type of woman. Like, right. I'm going to work. I'm going to be res- I'm going to respect you. But in turn, I deserve respect as well. Right. And I do believe right. in intimidation because when when you meet someone that is confident in themselves now don't get me wrong we all have our insecurities we all have our issues but when i know my worth and what i have to offer then no one can tell me anything different right so i think it was like everyone else maybe felt different they needed her Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i needed you yes you hired me yes i'm going to do my my job but when it comes to the love of respect, it, it just wasn't there. Right. And so I think that's a, a, a sad situation because, like Candace said, we are not showing the world that we are, we can get along. So you immediately can catch on someone's energy as soon as you meet right. them. Right. And Do- that's yeah. right. Yeah. Dr. Gray, yeah. have you had that experience and how do we change the narrative? Well, you know, I, as you were, as, you, as y'all both were talking, I was thinking about like the average black woman and getting and and being in leadership positions and the amount of struggle, trauma, and energy it mm-hmm. often takes for the for a, a black woman to be in these higher positions. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I think that, I, and it, this is not to dismiss. I'm not saying that this behavior is the right approach. But what I, I do believe wholeheartedly is that a lot of times black women have, to, in order to get in these higher positions, in order to be able to um, own businesses, run companies, so on and so forth, they have had to go through a whole lot of trauma to right. get to that point. Yeah, and, they, and, yeah. and they built up this coping mechanism. It's a mm-hmm. method of survival. Mm-hmm. You have to survive. In a, envir- in a toxic environment to move to the top. And so they develop these survival techniques. And when they get in those positions, oftentimes they stay in the position and, and, and they keep those coping skills that they don't necessarily need anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the problem is they don't always need those skills anymore. And so what we have to do is that we have to support each other. We're going through the ranks. So and create more healthy environments mm-hmm. so that black women don't have to develop these types of uh, survival skills right. that turn them into these people that's like, okay, right. I have to protect myself. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That, and that's the truth. It, like, it, it, it comes from, it's not something that they just automatically, I get in this position, I'm automatically going to turn into this type of person. Right. There is a 
story behind each and every woman who has grown rose to the top in positions like that. And that's where we need to pay attention to the type of trauma that happens to them through that through that experience and that journey. That's so, That's so relative good. to That's even with us with relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. we often have women have so much trauma from relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that when they find that good, mm, I don't want to use the word good, when they find that man. <laughs> <laughs> or the person. Or the person. Or that person. Or that person them, right? Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> They have a hard time, like you said, Dr. Gray, transitioning Mm -hmm. to um, allowing that man to be a man. Um, You hear that often with men who say, you know, that that woman is not allowing them to be, um, I guess, the head or to to allow him to be that man that he wants to be. And I often have to remind men that, like you said, Dr. Gray, you know, we we have to flip the script a lot of times because if we have come from always having to, you know, handle business, having to be on top, having to be, a, you know, that assertive, you know, and sometimes we mix assertive to, with aggressive, but it's really <laughs> right. being assertive. Right. Um, and we've had that. to do this. <laughs> it's sometimes it's hard, right? Yeah. Yes. And they have to be patient. And it's not always because the woman doesn't want to allow the man to be a man, but it's because they've been, like you were saying, Dr. Gray, they've they've gone through the ranks. They've gone through having to adapt to, you know, being the head of their own household. It's hard to make that transition. But you use the key word, and that's patience and support. Mm. And I'll right. go a little bit um, deeper with that. With all relationships, whether it's romantic, whether it's on the job, whether it's friendships, there has to be um, a sense of vulnerability. Mm, yes. yes. And I think that that is the most difficult part is to allow yourself to be vulnerable. But at the same time, we always talk faith, 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 faith. And so we can't yeah. be selective in our faith, you know, just period. I'm not even talking about just in a spiritual sense. But, you know, if you're going to believe, vulnerability is believing that I can let my guard down. Do you right. think so it's harder them- for a black woman or a black man to be vulnerable? Because they always hear that it's harder for a black man. But I think it's harder for a black woman. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I think that I I love Renee. I love Renee Brown, and I love all the things that she has to say about vulnerability. But I stand firm on this idea that vulnerability and resilience looks different for Black women than it does for our counterparts. Oh, explain! Explain! It's a very different. Explain that, Doctor Gray. So we have we have to take into account that that we. What is, what is interwoven into our culture of understanding who we are is this sense of the strong black woman, like the strong woman, the superwoman, got to have it all, got to have mm-hmm. these things together, so on and so forth. And when you look across the board at other women in the world, other women in the world don't have that same pressure of that got to be the strong black person or the strong black woman. They don't have that label. So vulnerability looks different for our counterparts than it does for us because we have to navigate through that narrative first, and we also have to figure out how to uh, address and work through our resilience. And mm-hmm. our resilience looks different. We, don't, we can't afford to try to hurry through our, our hurts, our traumas, our, our pain in order to look resilient or even to be vulnerable. And that is the difference for black women. We have got to understand and navigate through that lens of we have this strong black woman 
that we have that has been ingrained in us mm. along with this idea that we got to be vulnerable. That's a complicated thing for black women mm. to do. Mm. So there's a difference between vulnerability and resilience. And resiliency. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I love that. Absolutely. I love that. Just chime in a little bit. I think and I totally agree. I, I like how you put that because I wasn't thinking thinking on that level. Like Candace said, you kind of got my tongue on that one because <laughs> I believe that we do have to be vulnerable and like Candace said, let our guard down and trust or or have faith or believe that things are going to, you know, work out because we, it, that comes from hurt. That comes from our past. It comes from right. this past relationship or, or I've seen this in my parents or my dad or whatever it may be. But I believe that strong, that strength that we have to be, it's been ingrained in us is because it trickles down and it trickles down yes. from mom, grandma, whoever. And I'm not saying this in a negative connotation by no means, but it's been in our culture that, well, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'm, I'm going to pick up the pieces. You know, if dad is gone or the husband's gone, well, they might be working. They just might not be out of the picture. But it's been that strength that a black woman has put on their back, like the family. The, I'm gonna make, well, I'm going to make it work. But that is a good thing, but it also can drain yes. the heck out of us because yes. we just continue to do what's been ingrained in us. But uh -huh. that starts, that can stop us from, being in healthy relationships with a man because we are so, well, you're not going to do it. I'm going to just do it. So then, like you said, Hazel, it doesn't give them a chance to be vulnerable or be the lead or yeah. be the head. And we're not thinking, what is what are they dealing with? Because if it's ingrained in us, it's ingrained in them to hold it together, hold down the family, work, do this. They wear more hats really mentally sometimes than we do but yeah. nobody ever talks about it because right. we're the we're the sensitive ones we're the ones that you know have to be, keep it all together right i don't know what just happened to the mic everything's good producer okay it just makes it, it <laughs> sounded a little it sounded a little different yeah. yeah i mean and guys we you know we i like to we we're gonna say things that may not um, people agree with, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. We have, yeah. you know, it's it's opinions. Some some are leading based opinions are based on what we have experienced, mm -hmm. our personal experiences, um, and then there's factual things and factual basis. But I think the biggest thing is that we just gotta say it and yes. put it out there in, in the open, um, because what if you're going through it. I'm going through it. Right. it or somebody else we know are going through it. And I, yo, you guys know I'm going to say what I need to say and <laughs> we're going to handle it later on. But I just feel like things have to be, we have to put things on the table. Yes. Etern um, internalization has been the death of our culture. Mm -hmm. Because internalizing and we just keep it, I just keep it moving. And that's for male and female. But yes. for the female, we internalize because a lot of times we feel like we don't have time to stop and have the pity party or to mm -hmm. say, or we don't want to say um, what's what we're really feeling because we don't have time to put up with the attitudes or to put up with the repercussions of what, um, how someone may feel if we yeah. say it or if we really it may be on a job, we can't say what we feel because it may sabotage um, my income. So I say that to say that internalization, that's where that stress come in. Mm -hmm. That's where that's right. why we're leading um, in a lot of areas of health. Mm -hmm. um, I know we're going to get into some of that, but it's because um, we haven't learned how to express ourselves in a healthy manner. And um, internalization is causing us to be in denial about some things. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
and it leads um and it allows things to transfer we um did a mm. workshop um right. last week and it said what you don't transform will transfer, transfer. Yeah. so um <laughs> That's you know, so um that internalization we're secretly allowing things to continue to trickle down um our bloodlines through our relationships etc yeah i'm glad close close uh candy that you brought <laughs> that up we're and we're going to lead into, that's going to be a good lead-in. Um, as I told you all um, earlier, this is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, we are, where my hand clap? Where my hand clap? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, and, you know, I was telling everybody, um, Dr. Gray, that this was an exciting month for me because I love to hear inspirational stories. Um, Mm -hmm. I always say that in order to be an inspiration, you have to be inspired. And this is my month um, that I just, you know, really, you know, you hear all these stories of of people who have overcome and are survivors. And even those that may not um, survive on this side Mm -hmm. of the earth, Mm -hmm. as a believer, we know that healing comes in all aspects. So even if they did not survive here, we know that they are healed, right? And so... When we talk about the situation of breast cancer, um, and I know that we all have uh, either experienced it ourselves or we've been touched um, by this deadly disease, you know, we have to talk about that black women have a higher rate of illness of breast cancer, hypertension, stroke, diabetes, and black women are and I read this through us called uh, JAMA Oncology. It was a, a different, um, I'm sorry, it was an actual study. Um, and I knew this, but when you're actually reading it, you're like, wow, we are triple, whoa, triple oh, whoa. Um, to be call, uh, for this disease to take us out that our counterparts of white women. And what they also talked about in this study was just what you said, Candy, how, of course, what we do in order to get the treatment was, of course, number one, but also how we how we live our lives, how we internalize, because they talked about what causes cancer, what causes this to um, be so aggressive in our bodies and it's just what we all were just talking about internalizing holding things on our back yes. thinking we have to run everything how do we we because of this y'all this is not just something that we have to talk we have to actually be solution focused and yes. say how do we change that narrative because mm-hmm. this has been going on for years Decades. And it's not. And and I just saw I was reading report after report after report, study after study after study, stemming all the way back to the 60s, 70s. And it's the same narrative. Triple. We are triple times more likely for this disease to take us out as black women. How do we change that narrative? Okay, well, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, the first thing we have to do is um, change our diet. And we kind of touched on right. this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a friend, and I, I think she may be listening, yeah. but uh, her mm-hmm. name is um, Jerry. But Jerry is a breast cancer survivor. And she um, now, she did a lot of research when she had breast cancer. And so her thing is instead of 
treating breast cancer, let's learn how to be preventive and, and not even get cancer, not just breast cancer, but cancer, period. So one of her mm. things is that sugar is not our, was not our friend. Mm. She even made shirts. She gave yes. me one for my 43rd birthday. Oh, sugar wow. is not your friend, honey. So, um, and I still have a problem with sugar. <laughs> I but, do too. Uh, <laughs> but um, what is, it starts out as young as kids. And I shared where my daughter was a cheerleader. And we um, cheered for an African-American park on the south side of DeKalb County. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to pass out snacks, we had Capri Suns, Oreos, Doritos. And so a few years later, she went to play soccer, and she was the only black on her soccer team. And our snacks went to granola bars, flavored water, fresh fruit, Mm -hmm. baked chips. (sighs) So, um... As early as when they're young, mm-hmm. we're already putting a diet in place that's not conducive to them um, developing. Mm-hmm. And so we're right. actually feeding yes. already the disease yeah. when they're young. And um, it goes to show you it is cultural. Yeah. Because yes. we were at one place where it's primarily African-American and the food was hard. Was, you know, it was junk food. It was horrible. for us. Horrible. It was horrible. Yes. And then we went over to... Um, a predominantly white um, park, and here we are. We're getting everything is healthy. I think Leona probably looked at that orange that first time. Like <laughs> orange, where's my fruit snack? You know, <laughs> <laughs> where's the tweet? Where's the tweet? But um, so I'm um tapping down on saying that diet definitely early on. We're already starting bad eating. So habits. education on eating, yeah. right? And I'm not sure really quick, and, uh, another and just to back, piggyback on Candace in. We with that diet, we have to learn to change our palate because our palate has already been to the sweets yeah. and to the mm-hmm. junk because that's what in our community that's what we have seen and had. And I remember my husband working at a restaurant in um, downtown Atlanta in the um, Vining, not Vining's area, um, off of uh, Ponce. But he, this was years ago. A family came in. They had a little son, and they ordered their food. They ordered some fish or whatever, and they opened up a can of green beans. Just mm-hmm. a cold can of green beans open up, and they're feeding him green beans out the can. Now, he like looked at him, and the, that's all he was eating. But he well, he didn't know any different because that's all he's ever had. He didn't know to get pizza or you know mac and cheese yes. or you know the the sweet dessert. He he didn't know any different because they trained him to eat eat what was healthier or what they deemed as healthier, not all the junk food. So I do believe it starts with diet and really now moving forward, like you said, solution focus. Now that we've already have these trends in our culture, we have to learn how to change our palate because we have to learn how to eat to live, not live to eat. Oh, yes. great. Love yes. that. Right. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's we have to also recognize our who we are, uh, you know, how we express love, how we connect with each other is through food. You know, that is, it's it's heavily interwoven into who we are as a people and it connects us on a, on a very in-depth level. Um, and, and so it's, it's difficult a lot of times when you are in an environment where, you know, you're trying to make changes or people are, you know, can be a difficult, you're trying to make changes to how you eat what you eat and everyone in that environment is not kind of on the same page, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just because this is, you know, we get, uh, we have some food and food that comforts us and this yes. is how we connect with each other, you know, and we just have to, and food is the problem. It is definitely problem inactivity is the problem Mm -hmm. is definitely the problem and so we it's helpful for us to create a culture and make it okay in our families 
to um, to celebrate and connect with each other on that same level, but with different types of foods that were put in into our bodies and different types of activities that we're doing. You know, it, it, it y'all y'all know the stories about every black family. Black family get together, it's gonna be a full spread, yeah. but our counterparts <laughs> will have. Yeah. Crackers and cheese on the counter, <laughs> but we any gathering that we have, we gonna have wings and mac and cheese, and <laughs> and that, you know, right? Yeah. And and we have and and that is how we connect with each other. Um, but it's it's okay. We have to make it okay. We have to all agree that it is okay, and this is not like something that just the white people do. Yeah. We have to make it okay to be vegan. Mm-hmm. And I know people like. Folks, they cringe when they hear me say that. We have to make it okay to be (laughs) vegan. We have to make it okay to be vegetarian. Because what we don't understand is that though our diets with the with all of with all of those carcinogens and like the the meats and the dairies is what makes our body sick. You know? And it's oh and it's and it's okay for us to to uh, I know I, this is not a popular statement, but it it's okay for us to even consider, you know, taking certain things out of our diet, um, but still eating well and and eating to eating to live, like you said, and in instead of like you know, like living to eat. And I know y'all don't like that. I, people, every time I say something about yes. vegetarian or veganism, <laughs> my kids, I, I've been trying to get my kids and my husband to be vegetarians for the longest time. Um, and it is a struggle. Cause, <laughs> but you, you know, know what? Unless we change it, like I said, I'm going to keep on changing the narrative. Unless we do that, right. um, we're going to continue to have these, um, these stats. So I think I'm hearing food. I'm hearing... Um, so yeah, when, we, when she talks, we got to do that. Um, I keep hearing food. I keep hearing, um, you know, get out and moving, exercising. And I think the last part of that, if you all will agree, is um, the education piece of it. Um, right. And when I say that, I mean as far as getting to the doctor, um, how important it is not to miss those mammograms. Um, you know, being an advocate for somebody, you know, who may not have insurance and think they can't get a free Mm -hmm. mammogram, which I know that you, you know, there's, there's, there's programs out here. So I think that other part is missing that we need to be our sister's keeper. Right. And not know that this is a problem in our, in our community and that we need to make it and put it in the forefront, not just in October, not just when Absolutely. we hear it and somebody, mm-hmm. you know, you know how we are. We're very, um, like I call it, we're very, we like to be, we're, we're, we're reactionary. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. somebody dies of a, a certain disease. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we're in this, oh, but then, you know, two months later, we, we're back done. We, we're back to doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. This needs to be a constant thing. This has not gone away. This is why I started out and let out to let you all know that I've read different studies. It's mm-hmm. the same scenario, you know. And so we've got to make sure that we are being 
up front with our sisters and checking. Hey, Kenny, yeah. how you doing? Girl, yeah. did you get your mammogram this year? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, literally. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. right. Just like I'm asking you, did you eat something to eat? Did you get your mammogram this year? Yeah. Right. We have to Absolutely. do that. When I hear alarming numbers like this, that's that's the that's the part of me, you know, that is like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, what can I do? And I am going to do, I'm just thankful again for this platform mm-hmm. because this is also a way to get it out and talk about it. And yeah. I am going to have, you know, what I said is, you know, I may not be able to have someone on this, you know, during the month of breast cancer. Right. But guess what? I'm going to do it in November. Right. I'm going to do it in December. I'm gonna, it doesn't That's matter. Right. I'm going to keep doing it. And yeah. I would love to see you bring on maybe a teenager or a college student. And the mm. reason why is because uh, mm-hmm. we're preaching to the, you know, to the choir when we're talking about when we do need it. Yeah. But just think if we started preaching this at a young age and yeah. ingraining it in them that um, they would be so far. You know, that's how we start preventing that, um, bringing that number down yeah. because they're going to be educated as teens and early 20s versus, yeah. oh, late 20s, early 30s. You yeah. know, we're just, you know, finding out the importance. And then, you know, the medical field will tell you, oh, you don't need a mammogram to this time. Right. You don't need this. But we can start educating them on, okay, self-breast checks. Yes. yes. You know, just those small things about your diet, yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, look, just a suggestion. Yeah. Can we get, look, let's bring some young yes. people. They may not I love be able, that. Mm-hmm. Be able to too. educate them. Right. And, right. And, and, and I love it. And that's good because knowing their bloodline, knowing their family history, knowing a lot of times the young girls, they I didn't know a lot about my mom that had she had breast cancer until I got older and I went to the doctor and they started asking me questions like, OK, wait a minute. Hold on. I had to call my mom. Hey, wait, what, what happened? What was it? And she's looking at me like, you know, you knew that. But I did. I was too young to really comprehend what it was. And so. Yeah, that education piece. And you talked about earlier, Hazel, we talked about the stress in the strong woman. And all of that goes in because it's holistic, the whole, be- the, the whole being of mm-hmm. your body. We carry so much. So we mm-hmm. have to learn to be aware and set our boundaries and eliminate some of the stress. Because what does stress leads to? Okay, we know it leads to heart conditions and, you know, strokes. strokes. Then it also leads to stress eating and comfort mm-hmm. food. So it's a revolving cycle where we have to learn how to step back and teach ourselves to have the boundaries and teach ourselves to change the narrative of our lives. It doesn't have to be this way just because your mom was this way or your aunt or your uncle, whoever. We have to change it. And that's 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 a good start. Right. I I like what you were saying earlier about how, you know, we have to like those checks with each other and say, hey, you know, um, what is it that you did you have your mammogram yet? You know, doing those checks can be really helpful a lot of times because. You know, we get into this thing where we don't talk about what's going on with us. Black women, we got to talk each other about our health, and we got to not make it be taboo. We got to be able to have conversations with each other that are not taboo. You know, that's what's really important. Yeah, we always have these little other frivolous conversations that don't lead into anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, now my conversation's not the grave. If it don't make money, it don't make sense. Right. Nobody cares about you having made your right. style your knees. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so let's get into this health and this finances, okay? Right. Yes. Um, right. And, and we do, we, we do definitely need it. And I'm personally, um, 
you know, I like I love to laugh. I love to have fun. But I am really, truly working on the time. What? how I spend my conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm really working on that, y'all, because y'all know my famous line, proximity is power. So mm-hmm. I've learned that the more I get around certain people, the conversation always, it, it automatically changes organically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's less the frivolous conversations to more mm-hmm. of what are the next steps in life, whether that's health, whether that's finances, whether that's the next business deal, whatever it is, it just is happening organically yeah. because I'm changing mm-hmm. my, 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 where I'm at, you yes. know, and I'm changing who I'm, who I allow in my space. So I think that holistically, if we learn to do these things, yes. all these things will come into play yeah. and come into place and it will happen naturally. Yes. Right? Because I know when I get around you all, we're not going to be talking about, you know, how good my knees are to stay down there. You know, sometimes <laughs> I'm cutting up and cutting yeah, it, depends on the, it depends on where right, we're at. Right, 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 right. <laughs> 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 I might show y'all a little Megan style, but no, no, seriously. No, seriously, though, for real. But the most part, it will be about where you guys will live. Before I, I know before I leave you all, I would have had a vision. A business plan. I'm inspired. I'm, you know, I'm going to go see about making sure I get all my doctor's checks and all of that. Like, I know that these are the conversations that I'm that I'm going to have. So I want to challenge black women Mm -hmm. that if there are things that are lacking and things that are being missed, I want to really challenge you to look at your circle. Yes. Yeah. Look at who yeah. you have around you. Look who you what you're spending your energy on. I really want to challenge you all yeah. in that. Those that are listening, please. Sometimes the best part of change, well, let me say this. Always the best part of change is starting where you are. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. And I, and I like what you said, Hazel, and you oh, you just sparked so much. It's if I have a conversation with someone, I'm either encouraging or I'm being encouraged yep. or inspired. It shouldn't be really anything else. So when it's to the point where my energy is starting to be depleted, mm. it's time for me to cut it yes. off. And you can wow. catch it early. And sometimes you fall into it, you're like, oh, nope, nope. But we have to start recognizing what we need and what we don't need. And so if I get off the phone with Candace, I, no matter what, I'm inspired. She might be praying. We might be laughing. But it's I'm always inspired by the people that I'm that I give my time to. Yes. Right. But also I'm also an inspiration in inspiring those that I talk to because it's in me, but if it starts to drain me or it's a topic, I'm like, no, it's let's let's so I cut it real short. And this is why I want to lead into our last thing, which is support. Mm. I was telling uh Dr. Gray, I was telling Candy and um 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 Lonnie that I had a call from a younger counterpart, and I know we all get these calls about how we are going to just give it, they want advice on, you know, how to start a business and things like that. And I know, again, we all get those calls and we try to be there, right, you know, right. um, but one of the things that she, she, and I don't want to tell too much because I know she's listening, but she is starting a business, um, with uh, doing like journaling, memoirs, and um, also she has some oils. So it's all about self-preservation type mm-hmm. things, what she wants her company to be. And she started doing some things, but she said, and I said, well, what's the problem? Because all this sounds really good. 
And she said, well, mm. I don't have the support. And I said, well, who, who are you trying to get to support you? And immediately she said, well, my husband, my, my family, my sisters, my brothers, my parents. And I said, well, you, they're around you all the time. Are you, did you do this? Did God give you this vision for them? Because right. at the end of the day, God gives you visions and gives you dreams to reach the masses. Mm-hmm. That, that's, those are your minute circle right there. So if they don't support you, if they, you know, don't give you what you need, it's okay. It's okay. So when we come back from break, I want to go dive deeper in that because I am personally, I am tired of people's dreams being derailed Ooh. because we are looking for the likes. We're looking for the followers. Yes. We're, looking uh-huh. for the, we're looking for the validation. I'm tired of it, y'all. Yes. So I want to help yes. some people today so that they can stop having their dreams and things derailed because they're looking for the next person to support them yes. who they think should be there right all right we're gonna go okay, back right. and we're gonna talk about that next break yeah 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 boys So, you know, I left off on that support. You know, it got me a little, 
got me a little little hype there because <laughs> that's right i hear it i hear it because i'm tired of it i'm tired of it we, we we've got to do better and we've got to understand what support means we got to mm-hmm. understand where our dreams and where our visions live lie and it's not in people who we think should be there yes. or like us or follow us it's about Absolutely. what god intended that purpose to be and why he gave you that vision yeah I'm going to tell y'all one thing, and I'm going to let y'all have this because I want to hear what you have to say. I get more excited. Like, I love that, you know, I have the support from those that are in my immediate circle. I Mm -hmm. love that because oftentimes I'll kind of feed off of them, you know, hey, what could I have done better, this, that, and the third. So don't get me wrong. If they're there, utilize them, Mm -hmm. right? Right. I get more excited when I get a no- notification in my DM from California, from from Texas, from Alabama, mm-hmm. who tells me, you know what, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. What mm-hmm. you did was just it, it, it just I was looking for that for that um, validation. I've been waiting for somebody to talk about this topic. You know, mm. I've been looking to see about my finances, and I'm glad that you gave us gave me some tools. Like, I get more excited from people I don't know. Than the people yeah. that, that are that I see every day, right. you know, or that I can pick up the phone and talk to, I get more excited about that because guess what? I know that that is what it was intended to be. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So I love it. Well, I don't do anything that is not spirit led. That's just me. Um, any product, any workshop, anything that I do, um, it honestly is dropped in my spirit um, through God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if God gave it to me, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who um, supports it or not. And the reality is the gems and the nuggets I drop, I may never, I may not see the fruits myself, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. it may be somewhere else that it's manifested. It's okay if I don't see it. Um, one of the things that we went through today is that we um, have a group text with um, some girlfriends. We've been together for years. Mm-hmm. It's going on uh, more than, oh, about 18 years. Yeah. Yes, it's been a long time. But we were telling them about the workshops coming up. We were telling them about we would be on the radio. And then different ones were like, I can't make it. I can't, um, or I may not be able to listen. Mm-hmm. I'll try, et cetera. And the thing about it is we were like, it's okay if you can't physically be there. Mm-hmm. One thing for sure, I have not been with any of them where we have, I've seen them praying, mm-hmm. but I know they're praying because the manifestation of all of yeah. the things that we're doing is continuing to grow. Yes. So I say that to someone who feels like they're not being supported. Don't get caught up in what you see. Yes. There's a lot of things that are going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes, i.e. I may not be able to, um, use a product that maybe one of my friends have or a service. However, Hazel tell you, oh, you need credit repair or you need. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am going to plug you. I had um, someone tell me um, this. They text me and say, I have a clarity call. It was another coach mm-hmm. with somebody that you referred. I was like, I've referred so many people. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, they can't yeah. tell me who it was, yeah. but I was like, I've referred so many people to you. I don't know. So I say that to say, never get caught up in what you see. Yes. 
The manifestation may not be in front of you. Just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and what's your purpose to do. That's all that matters. But if you're in my corner, I'm going to just know I'm supporting you one way or the other. Thank you. Right, right. And I agree. That that is such a good example. Um, You mentioned about reaching the masses. Um, You know, when you said the young lady called you about the support, it's funny because... It could be in the back of your mind, I think, in the beginning, like, why is no one supporting me? Why why are the people that I love support not supporting me? But if it's your call from God or your vision or your dream to do it, it doesn't matter who's the support. If you if you reach one, mm-hmm. if you that's reach it. one, <laughs> that's all that matters because that's you, what you, matters. you reaching that one could reach that one's family, that one's relationships. So reaching one is reaching is reaching the masses. Yes, and my yes. my coach my my coach um well she's my coach she's my sister as well. She always said you know Lord I know you want me to reach the masses but she says I'm training coaches to understand yes, how to be a coach. Yes. So by them you are reaching the masses because client one client at a time one friend at a time one whoever you're still reaching because you're living and walking out your dream and your gifts. So. It doesn't matter if your family or friends don't understand or the people close to you, they don't get it. That's right. It's not for them to get. That's right. God gave it to you. That's right. right. It's not That's for them right. to get. Your so, perspective. Your perspective. Yes. That's exactly it. You know, and I was thinking as y'all were talking, I was thinking about this. One of my major the struggles that I've had in terms of support is an unwillingness to ask for help or ask for support. Mm-hmm ask for what I need. I'm always the one that will give and and support other people and offer my own support, but I won't, but I'm not that type that person who will ask for support a lot of times. And um and what I've learned is that that's my issue for not asking mm-hmm. because the times that I have asked for support, let me let me maybe put a little asterisk right there, asking the right people. When I've asked the right people for support, what I've found is that they've been able to give to me and feed me and pour into me just as much as I poured into them. So that's part of it is being able, being willing to ask for help, ask for support. When I started Melanated Reflections, I had no idea that I would get so many people that I've met over the years who would be willing to devote their time, still almost two years in, devote their time and energy into this movement um, selflessly, and it's all because I ask for the help. I ask for the support, and they keep showing up. But it's always about who you ask. You know, yeah. not everybody has the capacity to support you in the way that you need to be supported. And you also have, we also have to remember, not everybody wants to support you. Mm-hmm. And just because they don't want to support you does not mean, like you all were saying, that you cannot accomplish your goal or accomplish your vision. Yeah. Yes, most yeah. definitely. And I, some I, support you don't want. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Yeah. I'm gonna right. be honest. Some support right. you don't want. God, right. he he blocking some stuff for you. Yes, look. that's that's right. And some people are not ready. Some people that you want to support you aren't ready to hear what you have to say. Right. Because for all kinds of reasons. All kinds of reasons. All kinds of reasons. Exactly. And that's why you have to stay focused. Mm-hmm. On the, I always say, keep the main thing the main, main. thing. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you you are um, authentic. In, in what God gives you and what that vision or that purpose is. And don't worry about anything else. And Candace, you made a great point is that support looks different from for, for you know, it has many faces. 
you know, I know some people may not um, be able to tune in or or even or need credit repair or all those kind of things but i know that they're praying for me right and i can feel it i can tell it i can feel it and you have to be sure in yourself Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. again when you are authentic in what you're supposed to be doing that it is going to end up where it needs to end up whether it's in that person's ear whether it's helping someone it's going to do Mm -hmm. and accomplish everything that it is set out to To do do. stop worrying about what people are thinking or saying or doing i could care Mm. less I won't care. All right. I could care less. You <laughs> better say that. And you I better say care that. Care less with yes. you. Because Trust. I know he will show you. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, I thank you all because you all are you're 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 instrumental in this. Mm-hmm. Um, starting this 350k of wow. people that I don't even know. Right. Most of right. people I don't even know. Right. You know, that are listening to the sound of my voice and and hearing you all, it's because I'm staying true mm-hmm. to that's what I am supposed to do. Yes. And I that's why I told um, the young lady who called me, stay true to what you're supposed to do. Yes. And I promise you, you won't have to worry about another like, another follow, right. another person yeah. uh, supporting. You don't have to worry about any of that. Yes. But what you do have to worry about is if you start wor- keep worrying this and this takes over you mm-hmm. and then you stop you stop yeah you stop yeah. then you will never see never one none of the manifestation of what you're doing what's supposed to be doing it will ever come to pass and those that were you were supposed to help and those that you were held responsible for help for helping right. it will never happen never happen never happen that's a disgrace and the thing about it is um you have to learn that what you focus on is what you um is what you feed Mm -hmm. so if you're feeding yourself negativity and you're focused on who's supporting you that's time you could have been building to say how can i expand this so you just put your energy somewhere that it didn't even need to be and it actually should have been for you growing your business versus worrying about who's supporting your business learn where to put your energy Yes. And I'll say this real quickly because mm. I know we're getting to the end. But one thing we do with our coaches when we're training them is for them to send emails, text messages, whatever, to their closest friends, maybe friends or family, and ask them how you add value to their lives. Like mm-hmm. if I said to Candace, Candace, hey, send me a blurb. How do I add value to your life? But I keep those text messages and those emails. So when I'm in those moments where I'm feeling down or I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, then I look back. It's yeah. a reminder. Yeah. And some, someone said to me, well, why do you have to do that? Are you, you, you know who you are. I, I do. But this is a reminder when I get in those moments, second guessing, that I keep on the straight path of what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. Well, guys, this has been real. God, I need a part three. <laughs> <laughs> So we haven't really even talked about relationships yet. Oh my God, we so many layers to the black woman. It's so many layers to the black woman. I tell you, but well, you know what? I think I'm gonna flip that that relationship thing, Dr. Gray. I want you to make sure you hear this now. I think I'm gonna mm-hmm. have I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna have some black men in here at the same time when mixture. we talk about relationships. I think that would be that thing on fire, I think right? That would be great. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't know if you're going to have me, but I'll call in if you don't have me. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> and I usually not call myself the relationship coach, but I'm like, no, I'm the relationship coach. You because are. I, mm-hmm. that's, that's what you are. I'm going to flip it up. I'm going to have some black yes. men. I'm going to have some single black men. I'm going to have some married men. I'm going to have single women and black, and black I said black women, married and women. married women. Pull out the chairs and the microphone. Let's go. And yes. I'm going to have some wine That's in right. it. Oh, not the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Hi, that's going to be hot. That's going to be ooh, I lit. Ready. I got to be in the building for that one. That's gonna, gonna be fire. Y'all know I gotta read these facial expressions to see what they what, what they looking like. You know my facial expression gonna be out. You gonna be you can be like, okay, I know what she thinking. Right, <laughs> guys. I want to thank you all for being in attendance. Um, I will let you all know, but I'm gonna let you already know. You already know that. I mean, the listeners, the the numbers are high. So I'm just thankful already. But I will let you guys know what we got. I want to thank you all again for tuning in, whether it's Facebook Live or on the radio. I just want to thank you and and make sure that you have a safe, safe rest of the week. And wash your hands and wear your mask. Yes. All right. Get vaccinated. (laughs) Love y'all. Holistic Living with Hazel. Living with Hazel. Tune in to iHeartRadio or TheReal1100.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Holistic Living Podcast with Hazel. <laughs>